Welcome to the KC Kingdom Podcast with your hosts, Cole Berry and Brett Strauss, bringing you all the news and notes around Kansas City sports. Cole Berry here with my man, Brett Strauss. How you doing today, yes, buddy? Yes, sir. Doing good. Man, we are covering a Super Bowl. Let that sink in real quick. I I don't I don't know how to act. I don't either. And and the thing is, we started this podcast this year, so I'm not going to claim that we are responsible for the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, but we will absolutely claim I that. I mean, we didn't have a podcast for the last 50 years. The one year we get it, we go. I don't think that's a coincidence. So, we'll make sure we keep doing I don't this. See any coincidence. All you guys have to do is keep watching and <laughs> watching. Yeah, watch our po- listening and then uh we'll keep building this thing, but man, what are you going to do for the Super Bowl this year now that you are invested? That's a question I've been seeing rolling around for the Chiefs fans is how do you watch a Super Bowl you care about? Are you going to change up anything you usually do or? Uh, I probably won't play ping pong through the majority of the game. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll, that's one thing, I guess. Um, location's not going to change. My mom's house. So, so you're just going to go Super Bowl par- party as normal? Yep. Are you going to play like uh, bouncer or whatever when the game's on, making sure everyone is, is focused? Or are you going let it, to let it go kind of loose? I mean, when I'm watching a Chiefs game. I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. See, so I'm not going to be playing. Well, I don't know. We have this. We have a party every year at my family's place, and we have like a giant pool tournament before, and that usually runs into the Super Bowl. And so we're starting the pool tournament two hours early this year instead of noon. It's 10 a.m. now, and it's in a, like my uncle has a nice little like a garage built with picnic tables and TVs and stuff, where we go watch it. And it is always so loud and so just you can't watch or listen to the game in there that I'm really worried that I'm going to be really upset trying to watch this with a bunch of people running around. But I think I'm going to go playing as normal this year, too. I really think it's, you know, with your family, you got to have a lot of fun with it. Good yeah, food. it's going to be stressful. It is. It it's going to be so stressful. But th- the thing is, like, I prepare my, my body and my mind and my soul for one playoff game a year. To get crushed. To get crushed. You know, but I, I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah that's I don't true. know what to do now because, I, like, in my mind, season's over. I've already dealt with the loss, and we're on to Cincinnati being the next season. The next season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the It's been a lot of fun so far watching these guys in the media. I thought that was – have you been keeping up with that these past couple days? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Twitter. In, the interviews, mostly. the sound bites. Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. great, great time right now. What did you think of the, the white jumpsuits coming out? Very clean, very fresh, very Miami. It was very Miami, wasn't it? I liked them a lot. Uh, it's it's one of those things. Uh, people are talking about the Chiefs and the Niners right now. They're wondering if they're being kind of too chummy with each other up on the on the stage. They are a little chummy. They are. They are, and I'm okay with it. Honestly, I don't. Think yeah, so. I mean, the, the thing is, they're always this chummy. Yes. We're just seeing it now because it, it, these dudes are friends. They they played college ball together. You know, like. They know each other. Yeah, and they hang out in the off season, and yeah. they, they text, and they train, and they respect each other. And I don't expect it to be like a UFC weigh-in with a bunch of yeah. talent. You don't need that. When, I mean, they all know the deal. When it's game time, it's game time. It's game time, like yeah. that, They know how to turn that on and off. And then after the game, they're always, you know. Oh, there's going to be jersey swaps after the Super yeah. Bowl. There's going to be hugs. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's 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 gonna be fine. Uh, the one uh, Frank Clark is kind of throwing out some some shade though. He's throwing out so much shade on D Ford. It's ridiculous. And I'm honestly to the but point, I kind of like it. Okay, I love Frank Clark, and I Me like too. that he's doing it. Me too. I'm starting to feel a little bad for D though because he was like he was a professional. 
he's had nothing but nice things to say about Kansas City. And Frank Clark yeah, but, is just yeah, running I, him through the gun. I get right Frank now. Clark though, like this is it's kind of what we've been saying all year. You know, this is not your your parents' Chiefs team. This yes. is not our childhood Chiefs team anymore. This is a good Chiefs team. You know, like we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, well like the last week when Frank Clark was interviewing, he said it's inexcusable to line up offsides. And he didn't ever, like, mention D Ford, and there was some context around it. So you could have been kind of like, oh, that was kind of a shot at D, but he just kind of meant I'm changing the the culture and I'm going to yeah. be mentally right. And then Super Bowl, he rolls around and he straight up says, I don't know about no D. I don't yeah. like no D Ford. Yeah. I don't when he's, know. like, mentioning all the players on the 49ers that he likes. likes. And he's like, and then, I mean, there's some other guys, like, I don't really like D Ford. <laughs> yeah, so that so, was kind of oh. – and it's kind of funny. And we do need some chippiness in the media, so give yeah. us something to talk about. But – it's a, It's been a weird week. I've never, like, had my team covered to this extent before. And we're going to get into the game. No, that's but, it's so weird. Yeah. It, it's, like, so weird. We're going to get into the game, but there's a lot to talk about. The Super Bowl is not just a game as much as we'd like to to think it is. There, it's a it's a spectacle. It's a it's a festival at this point. It's a week-long fan festival it's, it's of football. It's, like, I told someone yesterday it's – not the Olympics, but it's close to like the fanfare around yes. it. Like it's, it's the biggest single sporting event, you know, by far. And then there's celebrities like Brad Pitt throwing on a Chiefs hat. Yeah, you know? that was and sick. Yeah, he went to Mizzou and stuff, but you wouldn't see him rocking that any no, other time. And no. it's just everyone's coming out of the woodwork. I mean, blues players wearing Chiefs helmets. Yeah, you know, like that kind of stuff only happens during the Super Bowl, and you never get to see it. And there's just some people not even invested in the Chiefs, just rocking the gear. Same with the 49ers, because in this game you have to pick a side, and and you know there's a lot of celebrities going around. Yeah. And I mean, I got casual which we have to wear business casual work which is trash but regardless casual all week because of the chiefs so <laughs> casual chiefs week you got so, the, you know, you're rocking the mahomes jersey right I'm, now i got the mahomes jersey we on have, i got a shout out to my boy we do the podcast right after Britt gets off work like i meet him at his door as he's coming home from a long day just amped up a lot of times i feel bad but I, I i'm always him, amped up about the chiefs yeah, so i seen him too today and he was rocking the chiefs jersey immediately well, I, was, I was doing some reps and i was like oh you 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 repping for the podcast today he's like no i wore this to work today dude and i'm like nice so yeah and that's happening all over there's schools that have chiefs week now and like kids are now because you know in schools you, most schools you can't wear a hat yeah at least small town schools a lot of kids are allowed to wear chiefs hats this week there it's chiefs day it's like chiefs sweatshirt day chiefs shirt day all, all over, and so I think that's pretty cool. Um, Hulahans was giving free appetizers to Andy's. Patrick's. Patrick's. Tyreek's. Tyrants. And Tyrants, yeah. I was like, okay, if there is a tyrant, he should get free entrees. Yeah, he should get free, just, you know, the the three course. Yeah. I actually went to Hulahans this week, and then, like, because I like Hulahans a lot. They were great pot roast, not a sponsor. But, <laughs> but Could be. Could be, if you listen Hulahans, to Hulahans, hit us up. But I was uh, I went earlier this week, and then I saw that, and I, and I started racking my brain. I'm like, do I know any Andes? Because I know I don't know any Tyrants, but like, do I know any Andes or Patricks around here that might want to go get dinner with me this week? Because we should hit up some of those free appetizers. It's just, it's cool stuff like that happening around the country with the Chiefs right now. And we'll never, like, we've never seen it before, and it's not a given we see it again. We hope Mahomes and this team gets us there, you know, multiple times. But for now, we kind of just have to enjoy it as fans, and, and I'm really enjoying everything that's surrounding the game right now. Me too. The actual game, though, there's a lot to dissect here. So we have. Oh, one more thing before oh, yeah. we start. 
Chiefs and the Hawaiians showing up on the plane. Oh, awesome. my goodness. And that, okay, actually two more things before we start. That kind of got overshadowed because there was some big sports news with the passing of Kobe Bryant. Yes. I just want to give a shout-out to yep. that guy. Yep. You can't do a sports talk show this week and not talk about just how great he was and just how impactful he was. And so, Well, even Chiefs, I mean, they were interviewing Chiefs players about him, you know, and Tyron's like, I got my drive from Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and he was he transcended sports. You know, he wasn't just a basketball icon. He wasn't just a sports icon. He's just icon period. And these young athletes who are now grown, they looked up to that guy. He was the the reason that most of them did the thing, you know, that Yeah. Uh Joel Embiid said the only reason he picked up a basketball was because of the 2010 finals and and he saw what Kobe did. So, man, that's just a sad situation, but I wanted to touch on that because you can't not talk about him and his legacy because it's just he what a great guy on the yep. on the plane. He did a lot of good things. So R.I.P. Kobe. We'll be we'll be uh it'll be a while before I shoot a trash can shot and say it, but I think we should keep that going. You know. Yeah. But uh, the Hawaiian shirts, that was cool. Watching that them come awesome. off the plane for. for I mean, Big you Red. could tell they love Andy like they do, and they want to win for Andy Reid. Yeah, they when they're asked about what a Super Bowl win would mean, they almost all unanimous, unanimously respond with, oh, we want to go get one for Andy. And then they find themselves like, oh, and we also want to win for the city and for us. Yeah, you yeah, know? But yeah. it's always Andy's, like, yep. the first thing that comes out of their mouth. So, man, and I hope they get it done. And his, his little interview, like, with dress codes. Do you like uh, – yeah, I like dress codes as long as it's Tommy Bahama. <laughs> he is in his <laughs> element in the media, oh, man. Yeah. He eats that up. He is the best soundbite Miami, out there. perfect. Like, if it was in Minnesota, if we went last year – what oh, is he, Andy Reid going to do? He's going to be in shorts and Air Force Ones, Andy, way out of his element. Andy Reid in one of those white jumpsuits. Oh, He's, just. Coach, coach rolls off looking fresh. But, no, he rolls off with a custom Chiefs, Tommy Bahama, Hawaiian he is shirt. Like, he's probably just living this up right now. Oh, he loves it, man. He loves it. And he, and he, he deserves it. Yeah. You know, the first time he went, he probably thought as a coach, because you know, he was a little younger as far as head coaches go, he probably thought, you know, I'm going to be back here a lot. I'm yeah. young. I'm here right now. Yeah. And he hasn't been back since the first time he went. So he's got a new appreciation for it, and he's definitely he's yeah. definitely loving oh, yeah. every second of it. Well, so. and it's so much different now. I mean, like we were talking about, it. this is an event. like a, and, and, and even I think a lot of Chiefs fans, myself included, were kind of getting our eyes open to how much of an event it is because we didn't really care. We never yeah. really care. And yeah. now all of a sudden we care a lot. It's like and yeah. you're like, oh, I didn't even know they did this. Yeah, during Super Bowl week, usually I'm I'm I, I'm attentive, but it's not any more attentive than I am during an NFL season. If anything, I'm a little less because I'm sad the Chiefs were knocked yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I still keep up. I'm with, still mourning at this point. Exa- yeah, and I usually keep up with like the the funniest thing that comes out. You know, there's usually one or two interview sound bites that are better than the rest. Yeah, and yeah. you usually see those, but I'm seeing them all right now, like the Frank Clark and the Louis Vuittons. Yeah, They're yeah. Like, so those prescri- I can't see anything. Are those prescription? I can't see anything. You know, the Tyreek. I had to show up looking fresh. I the, can't see anything. The Tyreek Hill doing the Patrick Mahomes impersonation, which was questionable. Questionable at best, but hilarious. Yeah, like, that was really funny. Awesome. So, and it's just he's he's a interesting interviewer, like full energy. He, like, I feel there's a lot of times where Tyreek is told to tone it down, yeah. you know, and he has let it loose this week. He picked up a mic and started rapping to introduce himself. Did you see that one? He was just, he picked up the mic and he just started rapping in front of everyone to introduce himself, like, himself. He wasn't introducing anyone else. And then he's got the Mahomes thing. And then, like, the side interview that aren't interviews, like, on the way to the interview, he'll grab people's phones and start screaming into them. He's a, he's always high octane. So. Yeah. His play reflects his personality. For uh, sure. I'm just like, remember, Chiefs fans, before we move on to actual game stuff, 
like soak the drink this in because this is a great team you know like this is awesome i love these guys so much yeah. like all the personalities travis kelsey you know like we love these guys yeah and they all have big personalities and they all mesh well together because frank clark's kind of abrasive and kind of in your face kelsey's kind of just a, a goofball but he's got some some pretty boy to him you know patrick is just leader he just drips leadership yeah. in, and just and the then face. he just sprinkles in a little swag just a, and he usually doesn't do that publicly yeah you only get the mahomes swag and just like, a little salt bay in the mic just a little salt bay <laughs> swag you get him you get that in the mic'd up you get that in like yeah. the 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 franchise stuff yeah you see him doing that yeah because he's like franchise qb in front of a through podium. and through and then when he thinks no one's watching you get a little he, salt base swag and i bet there's a little more of that behind the scenes too those guys know he's an actual dog he's yeah. just he's got a face in the media yeah. so so that's nice and travis kelsey just being the greatest human yeah him and his brother man i, yeah. I he was asked if he's gonna try to top his you know post-game Super Bowl interview I don't know if he can I'd like to see him try because they're they're both very different Travis has got a very inner city vibe like uh very uh the way he dresses and yeah, the music yeah, he yep, listens yep. to and then Jason is like a rough and rugged lumberjack Real, like, country yeah, yeah very country vibe so I, I want to see what his would include because I don't think it would be as as crazy as Jason Kelsey's was Tra Travis's might be a little more oh. You gotta fight for your right I still, to party. I just can't believe this. We've been talking about the DVD. That's how it starts the Super Bowl this DVD. Starts. We're one win away from having a Super Bowl DVD. I, that, that, that's good. Let's talk about before we get. I know we said we're gonna get into the game, but we got a lot to we'll talk about. There. We'll get Let, there. Let's go through the DVD, right? Let's let's we're putting together a Chiefs DVD right now. How would you start it? Would you start? It starts it? from the AFC Championship game. The last loss. Year. Yes, it has to. I, it has to. It could start with the Mahomes draft, though. I was wondering. See, that's, a, that's a long way back. It is, but but it's a very quick flash to the Mahomes. Yeah, draft. and then you the know Alex Bo Smith failure, and then the championship game failure. DVDs are long, you know. They are long. We don't know about that. Like Patriots fans are probably if there's any Patriots fans listening. I'm sorry, you guys <laughs> might get them next year, but maybe not. But maybe not. But you got um, a ton of DVDs. But to watch. Patriots fans, you know, if they were listening, they'd be like, oh. They don't know anything about championship DVDs. I'd say they got a collection. But of they don't know DVDs. anything. About, yeah. I've never watched a championship. I haven't DVD. either. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just so excited for one. So in our heads, it's you know what we could do when we get our championship DVD. That's a prediction. A win. That win. Lock it in. That's in stone. We should do a review of it. Oh, we're definitely going to review the DVD. But let's right. Let's do some predictions. So uh, you think? I think. I think. If it was like prop bet and I had to put my money on it, I think it opens with like either Mahomes, Mahomes getting draft. drafted or like maybe like a 1960s like old Ooh, school opening, a throwback, like a throwback. See, opening. I think I think opening scene is Chiefs celebrating. We're going to the Super Bowl. Flag, flag. Sure. That's a good cinematic. Boom. That's where I'm at. That'll look good. That's my bet. And then then we go to probably. Flash forward to free agency, with yeah, like signing with uh, yep. Matthew, with getting rid of D Ford, get signing the Matthew. exodus of the veterans and yep. the new guys, yep. and then a little draft that, out with. You'll throw that in with the the off season, and yep. then it'll probably be. Would you go straight to the Mahomes injury, or would you throw a little like Jags highlights in there, Ravens highlights when he was? I still... don't know what the beginning of the season. I don't know. Is like what everyone expected. Oh, we're good again. Yes, and then you know, but. That doesn't make good good viewing. That doesn't get, make good viewing. And then, I don't know what they do at the beginning of the season. I think they go to Mahomes injury, just straight kneecap, and then go to like 
the the pundits with their season's over season's over kind yeah, of pack it up yeah and then just montage bam bam onslaught onslaught yeah. onslaught onslaught yeah. great moment comeback great moment yeah 30 yard run super bowl highlights snow lock it highlights in. yeah ah, i'm so excited to watch a super bowl dvd if we win this me thing. too we got this. We do got this. And let's, all right, let's, that's a good transition. Let's get into the game now. There's a, so much to dissect. Because at the end of the day, we're actually going to have to play the Super Bowl, which. It's kind of like, uh, I'm, not, I'm not comparing the Super Bowl to high school sports. But, you know, homecoming, when you were in high school, there was the homecoming week of, of like celebrations and funny days. And the coach always said, you still got to play the game on Friday. Don't get lost in all this. It's the Super Bowl on a mega stage. There's still a game to be played. So when when these teams strap up and they finally do take the field, it's it's interest it's an interesting matchup, is what I'll say. It's interesting because I think these teams mirror each other in a weird kind of way. Just I mean, when you look at the two best tight ends in the game, you got you got Travis and you got Kittle. You look at two of the best offensive minds in the game. You got Shanahan, you got Reed. I mean, you got two just awesome defensive lines and the chiefs have an awesome defensive line chris jones is healthy frank clark terrell suggs yeah then you got armstead d ford buckner and bosa looking over there yeah then you got dogs in the secondaries to compare you got matthew and sherman yeah the only and then the speed of the offense because the the niners are the second fastest team in the league behind the chiefs there's like they did like a mile per, per hour thing which players hit plus 20 more and it was the chiefs at one and the niners at two so they got just team speed all over. Yeah. So oh, speaking of that graph, but they did it by player too. Yeah, Tyreek Hill was like ten better than second place. Yeah, and second place was like twelve. No, second place was fourteen. It was Saquon and Tyreek Hill oh. had like twenty four in the last yeah. two years. Yeah, but almost double. Yeah. You know, of second place. That's insane. Crazy. That's insane. So this team, these teams, just they they mirror each other in, in a nice sort of way. And there's a little bit of differences. Obviously, the first one is a quarterback. Um, our quarterback is miles ahead of Garoppolo. Even though I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback, Mahomes is the best in the game. Which I've seen some stuff on Twitter. Yeah. We won't get into it. I think you know where that's going. Yeah, but. There, there's no comparison. There's no comparison. There just isn't. And then I, for the 49ers, their biggest advantage on us, because like I just said, their their strengths are also our strengths. We have a lot of mirror qualities. But they're so much better at linebacker than we are with Warner and, and Quan Alexander. Yeah. And that's no disrespect to Hitch and, and to Raglan and those guys, but they got some dogs playing linebacker right now. So that's probably the two biggest stark contrasts of just straight-up personnel-wise. Mm-hmm. How these teams play are also obviously very different. Yeah. So uh, let's just go through and just talk about some matchups. The first one, let's just get into Kittle and Kelsey because this is one that dominates headlines every And this year. is a weird one for me and I think for a lot of other Chiefs fans because for the longest time, Gronk was the guy. Yes. You know, and that, that was kind of no one even talked about anyone else. Well, then Kelsey kind of caught up with him, and there was maybe two years, two and a half years, where Kelsey was clearly the better tight end. But Gronk got the But credit. Gronk was like, now, hold on, young buck. Like, Gronk is still in the league. Once Gronk's gone, then Kelsey's got it. Well, Gronk leaves, and now it's Kittle. And, and some people, not Chiefs fans, obviously, but some people are like, oh, Kittle is by far the best tight end in the game. Yes. It's like, now hold on here. Yeah. Kel- yeah. Like, what what happened to our boy? He, that's And that's how it needs to be because, there, like you said, there was a two-and-a-half-year stretch where I would not take anyone over over Kelsey, and I don't think anyone would, but no one would say it. Everyone, everyone was like, "Now the Gronk is still in the league, even though he had obviously lost a step. He was still in the league, and he was still effective enough to be even yeah. in the conversation." 
So in my head, that's probably what needs to happen here is that Kelsey didn't get his due when he was probably the best. And so even if Kittle is better, you just can't take away from a guy who's in the midst of doing something a Titans never done before. Four straight thousand yard seasons, back to back twelve hundred yard seasons. Like you got to give a guy credit there. And yeah. I get that Kittle's like just a, an elite blocker. He's also a very good guy, very good personality, yeah. very likable. Yeah. So, very similar to Kelsey. Very similar matter, to yeah. Kelsey. Kittle's a little dorkier. Is, yeah, is about it. Like that's he does about like it. A, he does a Canadian thing. And it's hilarious. Yeah, where he like almost convinces himself he is Canadian. And it's so. And it, all he ever says is a and maple syrup. And yeah, like, and, yeah. And, and just in the Canadian accent. But it, for my money, uh, I, I'll just take Kelsey. And I know I'm a Chiefs fan. Um, for the next year or so, it's going to probably be Travis because the blocking thing for Kittle is awesome that he is he has that motor and that energy to put that effort in blocking. But it's not that Kelsey can't block. It's that he is such a mismatch. And, I, and this is the same for Kittle, but Kelsey lines out wide and runs a full receiver route tree Yeah, and just j- puts people on skates. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous well, how and, good he and, is. You know, Kittle is great after the catch. I would say he's better after – well, I would say he's better after the catch because of one play against the Saints where yes. he – I like just was out of body going crazy. Kittle's probably but, more explosive. But but Kelsey's older. Yes. But Kittle does not have the like you were saying, like the route running. Kelsey is a sneaky good route runner and he looks very slow. And he's not. But he's not. He's he runs like a deer. He, that dude's a gazelle even though he's huge. And and linebackers have to try to cover him and they, sorry. And and then safeties try to cover him and then corners try small. and they yeah, just can't. And, and, yeah. The thing about Kelsey is is I will give him the edge, the clear edge, and just the mental aspect of the game because with Kyle Shanahan, he schemes Kittle open because of how good Kittle is. This is not a knock on Kittle, but he takes Kittle's strengths and he schemes him wide open. And with Kelsey, there's just this certain – there was a point in the Titans game, it was the fourth and two, and everyone in the world knew who we were going to. Um, it's going to go to Kelsey on fourth and two. Everyone is like, you got to watch for the security blanket. He was bracket covered and there were three guys around him and just his knowledge of where to sit and where the ball's coming and the timing and just how to play like the intricate parts of, of zone and yep. man cover. That's where he is probably ahead and, of Kittle And where right he, now. he uses his body like a, like he's getting a rebound. Cause tight ends play basketball. Hey, did you know Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates were basketball and, players? And Demetrius Harris, Harris basketball, basketball players. players. No, the the way he uses his body and catches it, you know, two or three feet in front of his body, you, you can't guard that. You can't guard you, that. If you let that get into your body, it gives a defender a chance to reach around, knock it down. I will say, though, uh, Kelsey probably only has one year left on top of the mountain because George Kittle is oh, that good. Yeah. He's just – he's a monster. He is very good. And so, Kelsey, his reign is the best. It's probably going to last another year. And then it's going to be hard to hard to keep the young man down and, and, and deny that anymore. Kind of like we were, you know, being denied Kelsey when talking to Patriots fans. Yeah. We're going to have to do that to Niners fans because yeah. we're going to feel disrespected. Hold on here, Hold young on, Bucks. young man. We're Travis Kelsey in my day. But but they're both just great players. Um, another matchup. This is the matchup I want to get into the most. It's like the meat and potatoes, I think. This is the one that I think is going to decide the Super Bowl more than Mahomes, more than defenses, like our defense, more than the running game. It's the offensive line play of the Kansas City Chiefs versus the defensive line play of the San Francisco 49ers. That is where the money is going to be made because if Mahomes is kept clean and 
the Chiefs' offense, offensive line just really gets going, really clicks, really neutralizes his pass rush. It's going to be a very long day for the 49ers. Yeah. Very long day. Well, uh, a great defensive front makes a secondary, a decent secondary look really good. Yes. But, I, I mean, what they're going to do is they're going to they're, they're gonna do what they've done all year because they're able to get pressure with three or four. Yes. It's four. They send four, four. a lot. And – and they've been able to get pressure with four, which if you can get pressure with four, I mean, that's that that was always the thing to stop Tom Brady. Get pressure with four. Yeah, okay. Of course it is. Yeah, because if you could get pressure yeah. with no blitzers yeah, and, and then, you get to drop then, seven. Then, then, yeah, that's how you beat – that was always – and it, it became almost a joke because it, it, it is a joke. You, I mean, it's – That's so, how you beat any quarterback yeah, it's like, ever. Oh, to, to, to win, you got to score more points. Yeah. That, I mean – to win, you to beat Tom Brady, you got your pressure with four. So that's what they're going to try to do, and they've been able to do it. So, but thankfully, our offensive line is pretty good. We have a Pro Bowl left tackle and an All Pro right tackle, and that is going to be just huge. And a really smart head coach who, who realizes when he needs to help those guys. If you go watch the film against the Titans, Dan Orlovsky did a great breakdown. He did like a Titans. Uh, I like Phil. Dan Orlovsky. Very smart guy. He's a cool dude. Very smart, cool. He's very charismatic. He's getting some yeah. calls for some some promotions is what I've been I hearing. I saw he was getting, yeah, for some coaching Coaching jobs. stuff, yeah. Which he, I was like, huh. He's Tony Romo in it right now. He saw what Romo did, and he was like, hey, I'm pretty smart, too. I'm going to do these breakdowns. Let's do that. And I'm and also then, kind of a cool guy. Yeah, and so, so people are giving him yeah. some, some options. But he was talking about the Chiefs offensive line play and just how Andy Reid recognizes that his tackles are kind of studs, but he also yeah. gives respect to other teams. And so there's a lot of motions Reid uses that literally don't matter like as far as routes go because they're just for chips. Like he'll motion Blake Bell across the formation for Mahomes to ID, you know, man zone, and then yep. he'll just use Blake Bell as a chip to chip the, you know, like a JJ Watt yep. type oh, thing. Yeah. So so we'll see what kind of respect well, Andy and, gives and, to them. And they like to they like to move the pocket, you know, right or left. You know, yes. like they'll they'll draw it up to on the snap. Mahomes rolls right. Yes, on the snap. Mahomes rolls. He mostly right because he's right-handed. But yeah, they, they do it left sometimes. They do it left sometimes. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup. It's gonna be a dogfight. I'm more worried. I know Schwartz can handle his business. Mitch Schwartz has had 90 pass rush attempts in the playoffs, and he ended up allowing one pressure. So I know Schwartz can handle his business. Fisher, he's, he's bit- so good. Yeah, he's amazing. And he's got a brother just holding it down. Holding it down. Holding down to social media. <laughs> I love Jeff Schwartz, dude. Me too. He's so funny. And then and then Eric Fisher, to a certain extent, he's going to be able to hold his own. That interior pressure is what I'm going to be concerned with, with Armstead and Buckner. Because I like Wiz, the, our left guard, Stephen Wisniewski, Austin Ryder, and the doctor over at right guard. But those guys aren't world beaters. They're just solid. They're good players. And then they're going up against some former first-round picks with a lot of talent, a lot of size, a lot of speed. So yeah. that interior pressure is going to be interesting to me if we're able to neutralize you know, the, those outside pass rushers. Yeah, they have a shocking amount of first-round picks yes, on their defensive do. line. Yes, they do. Like, holy cow, three or four? Three or f- it's four, and I think it's five because they have DeForest Buckner, Armstead, D. Ford, uh, Nick Bosa, of course, and then Solomon Thomas, the guy they, they took instead of Trubisky. When the the, the yeah, bear trade, yep. he, he's a rotational guy, <laughs> so Sheesh. so they have a lot of first round picks on that line. Yeah, I mean, that literally Garoppolo said, "I'm glad I got injured." Yes, because we got Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, or Nick Bosa, yeah, right? Yeah, Ooh, wrong Bosa, wrong Bosa. There's brother. a lot of Bosas. There is. <laughs> I was watching Chris <laughs> Sims. He was doing a live 
uh, podcast for for uh, he's got the Chris and the unbutton. Button. Yeah, the yeah. unbutton. Yeah. And he was he said he got to meet Bosa's dad and then their mom. And he was like, I don't want to offend anybody here, but Miss Bosa was made. She was born to make. You know, Bosa's. Bosa's. She's like, you're born to make football players. He said she wanted to line up a middle linebacker. She's probably got the DNA to do it. He said she was tall, just athletically built. He said it looked yeah. like, you know, if you could craft two parents to produce NFL caliber players, those are the two you would pick. So, yeah, <laughs> the Bosa brothers are nuts. Nick might end up being better than Joey. I think that's the consensus right now. He's I, good. Another thing He's I want to get good. into, though, is, is Nick Bosa a little too – Man, I'm going to sound like such a homer here. Is he too overhyped to you? Because I get he's a stud, but is he a stud on the level of, say, Von Miller or J.J. Watt? Uh, or I don't think he's in that conversation yet. Well, the, the, the point is because is the Chiefs do a really good job with Von Miller, and they do a really good That's job true. with Joey Bosa yeah. and Melvin Ingram, and they've done a great, they did a great job against Khalil Mack when yeah. they played for the Bears. So I'm wondering if if his impact is being a little too talked about because he's he's it's his first year in the league and yeah. he only had like nine sacks. I think I think what it's going to come down to is they have the same effect on their D line that we have in our passing game. Yes. You know oh oh uh, you know there's DeAndre Hopkins is on their team. Okay, they have DeAndre Hopkins like maybe the best wide receiver in the league. But who else do they got? You know Will Fuller, whatever. You know like the Texans or. I'm trying to think of someone else who has that star guy yes. and they don't have the where so like JJ Watt, you know, oh they have JJ Watt, but the rest are D line is, you know, we can handle them. Yes. We just gotta worry about well, with our receiving core, you know, we have the weapons that like how do you stop us all? Hopefully the Chiefs offensive line is like How do you stop us all? Yeah, yeah how do you Niners. stop us all? But the the thing I'm gonna point out is that Nick Bosa, as good as he is, I don't think he's better than Von Miller. And I do think that Mitch Schwartz, if he gets lined up on him, he's going to handle Nick Bosa. He's just so freaking good. He's yeah, lined, he's just, he is good. He's, he's allowed one Crazy pressure good. in the playoffs. One pl- pressure on 90 pass attempts. Um, the D Ford thing, I don't know how much to look into it that you know we used to play. He used to be a Chief. I don't know. Revenge if, game. I, well, <laughs> the revenge game. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to say be better because they played against him or he'll be better against the line because he knows how they play. I just think it's going to be a, a thing where Ford is just a really good player and his get-off is so good that he's going to have one or two snaps. Where when his, he's there. His get-off is going to be too good for no matter who, who the thing f- is, Fisher is. Mahomes is hard to sack. He really, really is. He, he is very, he, he very has, tough guy. For, for all the things he does really well, one of the thing, another thing that he does really well is his pocket presence. Yes. He so, feels pressure very well, especially for a young guy. Yeah, the theme right now that I'm seeing is that what the Niners do well, the Chiefs are perfectly equipped to neutralize it. And then what the Chiefs aren't good at, the Niners are perfectly equipped to take advantage of. Yeah. That's kind of it's, – it's a really interesting matchup because you don't know what's going to give. Uh, another thing I'll say on the pass rush uh, just real quickly before we move on is that it's going to be interesting to see how Andy Reid treats it in the screen game because he is forever known as like a master screen artist. Yeah. Well, that's how you beat a screen, or that's how you beat a blitz with a screen. Yeah, and but they don't blitz. So they, that's true. But they, yeah. they do bring four, and those guys come heavy. So maybe he uses that in the screen game to try to back them off a little bit because he's going to yeah. use a lot of motion. He's going to use a ton of pre-snap motion, and he's going to definitely. Well, if 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 we can somehow establish a run game, which you know I don't even know if that would benefit us more than you know like. 
it seems like when we just give up on the run, we score a million points. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up. Um, I got Warren Sharp. Big. I'm a big fan of his. If you don't know who he is, he's Sharp Football on Twitter. He's a very very bright mind. He's very analytics based. Probably the brightest football mind. Like really he's a, in the conversation. He is really one of just the smartest football guys. And he released a thing today. It was a 45 page analytic analysis of Chiefs versus Niners. He said, you know, if you're a media member, DM me. I'll send it to you. You can use it. And so I got a hold of it, and I'm actually – the article I'm going to write about the podcast is going to heavily reference that, so I'm not going to get into it a lot here. You can catch that on kckingdom.com. I think it will drop Thursday. I'm going to use a lot of what Warren Sharp wrote. But his main takeaway from his film analysis is that the Chiefs should pass more because the Niners are very weak against play action. They're very weak against motion. And they're very weak against 11 personnel. And I'll go into what 11 personnel is in the article. But basically just know that the Chiefs are great at all three of those things. And the Niners defense struggles against those three things. So his, he, at the end of his analysis, he would be like, my advice to the teams that they asked, Chiefs, pass, 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 pass. Because it's going to be hot Miami. These receivers are going to be running. And these cornerbacks are going to have to run with them. It's going to be human. And, and you know, if you have to chase a guy for four quarters, just run and goes all day, the Chiefs have the speed well, to take advantage of that. And, and you know, we've seen – I keep mentioning Tom Brady, but usually in Super Bowl week, it's Tom Brady. So, you know, I, um, he's the best at doing this. So yeah. I, I'll just keep mentioning. But Tom Brady, the, when he was in his prime, he was very frustrating to play against because when you had that great pass rush – he would hit you with five yarders, five yarders, five, you know, he, one second, boom, out, out, out. And next thing you know, our great pass rush is very tired and very ineffective. And, and just frustrated. Yeah. Because they're going as hard as they can, but no matter how good you are, you can't get to a quarterback in one second. You just, you, you can't, you can't do it. It's hard to do it in two seconds. And so... When you get that ball out quick, it's it's going to be – and that was his game plan. He said – Warren Sharp said, underneath passing, do a lot of passing and just make sure you neutralize their pass rush. Get the ball out quickly. Mahomes is a smart guy. He's adapted in his second year. He can definitely read defenses to the point that that's an option he's going to be able to do, and I, I really agree with it. I really don't think establishing a run here – I mean, obviously – but, you know, if they were... If they were to, it then, would help. Then, you know, because they always say, late in games, if if the down, if, you know, the other team is down, then they can pin their ears back. They always yes. use that, that the, phrase, pin their ears back and just rush the QB. And so, you know, my point there is, if we're predictable with the pass game, they're going to be able to... Yeah, we don't need to be able to run a lot. We just need to be able to run effectively when we do it. Yeah. So I don't think... It, right. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. We don't need to pass every down. If they if they're the Niners start getting a little scared and and of of the weapons and the speed and it's a six man box and it's a second and three, you know, run the freaking ball and get yeah, seven yards exactly. and reset downs. You know, and that that's well, and and we saw that I think almost for the first time all season, last game against the Titans that third quarter drive. Yes, where it's like, we, it's just like the play calling was was on display. All of a sudden, you're like. Yes, you know there it's it fi- it's making sense. There you know, finally, is. thank you, Andy. Like, so. when, just when you're frustrated with Andy on those that th- it was like that same drive, you know, for the past however many years we've had Andy Reid, it seems like a couple times a year, and it seems like to be in the worst moments. It's that drive in the third quarter that he does weird 
three weird plays and we punt and he, that changes the game. He runs a read option, he runs a double reverse and then Yeah, uh, and then now it's third and 15 and he and, throws a screen or yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and you're, you're just, just like, like what are you doing? And game is flipped. Yes. You know, but all of a sudden he just bam bam he bam was mixing in running and passing and it was like perfect. Another thing we need to mention is Andy read off a bye. It is another buy. <laughs> was, How many buys have we had this walking, year? I was walking with Quinn, friend of the show. He's uh he comes every week and sits and like if we say something wrong about a fact, he'll just pull up his phone and put it in our face like you guys are dumb. Here's what you know. Here's the actual the statistic. But we were talking and he was in in high V. We were watching. We were walking down the aisles getting snacks. He's like he looked at me and he said, "The Chiefs have had three buys this year." And I was like, oh, my God, that feels so weird to think about, that we have had three bye weeks to sit through as Chiefs fans for the first time ever. That's it's awesome. Just, it's so it's, weird. It's so surreal, man. Yeah. I, I'm excited. But Andy Reid off a of bye, he, he is dynamic. He is dialed in. I know he's had a Super Bowl before. so And he is effective. Oh, man. That just – <sighs> I'm, I'm getting nervous as the closer oh, the game comes to so and, and like nervous. talking through because we just we were we've been pretty glowing about the Chiefs so far. So let's talk about another thing. Can that, we? Okay, let's let's. I want to say one more thing before we move into because it it kind of is a nice little segue. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah. Um, did you see that Trent Dilfer video? Oh no, where he said that he thinks the Niners are gonna are blow gonna blow out. us out. Yes, he wouldn't be surprised if the Niners jumped out to a lead and blew yeah, us out. Yeah, and, and he's like. This reminds me of those great Niner teams, and I'm like, okay. First off, they had Joe freaking Montana. Well, he did, and he did. He didn't mention so, that. I'll get to that in a second. But those these great Niner teams, he said these, and I'm like, so this is a great Niner team. Like, it, it's a it's a great Niner team. But he's saying like these historically great Niner teams with Hall of Famers all over. And, the And board. I'm like, I don't know if we could say that about this particular team. Is it like it's a, it's obviously a very good Niner team. They're in the Super Bowl. Oh, for sure. But great, like I, I don't know that. Okay, so, so that was that was weird initially. So yeah, and you're right though because that Niner team had Joe Montana, it had Ryan Jerry Lott, Rice, Jerry Rice, Clark. And, like yeah, you that know, was a great historically great Niner. When team. you're going down this Niner team, and I want to point this out, this Niner team is young. They rely heavily on a guy like Debo yeah, Samuel. I mean, they went. Four and twelve last year. Yes, no Jimmy G, but it's not like Still, the quarterback play fell no, off. Yeah. Nate Mullins had some good games. I mean, Jimmy G has thrown. He threw it four times last game. Eight or, or <laughs> yeah. double it, Brett. Give him some okay, credit. Yeah. He threw it eight times. Ridiculous. But so you could put you could put. Gardner Minshew in there, and they still win that game yeah. by 50. Gardner, you could put freaking Dan Orlovsky off the bench right now. Yeah, and you, could, you, say, you, you could put uh, Damn, the interception throw. boy, seven interception guy. Peterman? Peterman, the Peter yeah, Man. the Peterman. Right, who would you rather have, Peterman or Mike Glennon last week if you're the <laughs> Niners? Doesn't matter, you still you win still by win 50. still win the game, yeah. That's so. what I'm saying. And he was like, he's like, you know, they, they going into those games, all the talk was on, was on – uh, John Elway and was on Dan Marino, you know, or whoever they played in yeah. those Super Bowls. And I'm like, no, it was not. They had Joe Montana. And Steve Young. And, and, and I mean, Jerry Joe Rice. Montana is widely regarded as the second best quarterback to ever play the game behind and, Tom Brady. And even recently, it was Joe Montana before. When Brady got his sixth, everyone was kind of like, all right, okay, yeah, we got to stop can, pretending. But, but, I mean, even when Tom only had four, like, it was Joe. You know, when they're playing good quarterback, I'm like, Jimmy G is not Joe Montana. Yeah, and Jimmy G will never. As be much Joe as Montana. I love Debo, he's not Jerry Rice. Kittle's the closest thing they have to Jerry Rice on that team, but he's not Jerry Rice. There is no Jerry Rice. So I don't know what he was thinking. And you so, and Trent Dilfer, 
Well, he's been around the league for a while. And Mahomes has never lost a game by more than seven. This team's not getting blown out. I promise you the Chiefs will not get blown out. We might no. lose. We could lose. This is a very good Niners team. We're not getting blown out. And I feel like we've been hitting the Chiefs pretty hard, so I do want to give credit to the Niners, and we need to talk about something that they definitely have an advantage in, and that is their super creative, super fast zone-running offense against our defense, who has this season and last season historically – recent history, I guess, struggled against the run. And that's that's my biggest worry is game flow and uh, momentum. I know that's kind of not uh, a quantitable – or what's the word I'm looking for? A tangible thing that you can you can look at. But momentum and game flow are very real with how, how teams play. Oh, we, yeah. we saw that against the Texans, you know. Oh, yeah. So I feel like if they come out early just running the rock and gaining the lead, that's going to be the worst-case scenario for the Chiefs. Not yeah. that they can't come back, but that's something the Niners are capable of doing. Yeah, I mean, that was that's, it seems like we talk about this often, but that was and still is kind of the recipe to beat the Chiefs is to be able to control the clock – and be able to run the ball and just keep scoring. That's the recipe more so than the rush for get pressure. Yeah. Because that's, of course, the recipe. Yeah. If you could do that every game, you'd, you'd be happy. But, yeah. But that's how you beat any team. That's how you beat but any team. But how you beat the Chiefs is you keep the offense to under, you know, 30 points because they sat the whole game and you scored on every possession by running the ball. Yes. And that's, that's the key point. You can run it until you're blue in the face. If you're not scoring points, it doesn't matter how many times you keep the Chiefs yeah. off the field because Mahomes is going to score enough. If you are scoring points with the running game, though, like the Niners do, that's where it gets a little dangerous because, yeah. like, uh, with Derrick Henry against the Patriots, they only scored 14 offensive points and they still won because they, quote-unquote, controlled the clock, grinded the game yeah. down. Against the Chiefs, if they would have only scored 14 points, it would have been a laughable blowout. Yeah. So you have to score with those runs. You can't just keep yeah. the ball away from Mahomes and win. You have to actually score. Well, but, and that that's what makes it so much more so much harder for these run-heavy teams because you have to be able to score. Yes, and the Niners can do that though. Yeah, they can I score mean, in bunches. They just put up a million on the Packers, and, well, and, and they didn't even like pass the ball. You know? Yeah. And then they did that to the Saints. They had that shootout with the Saints, like forty-eight to forty-six. And, I think and that was a different kind of script. You yeah. know that they, they weren't. It wasn't like Jimmy G had Jimmy yeah. G had four hundred or something in that. Oh, game. he was yeah, he was electric in that game. Um, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, we'll just get into game flow right now. The perfect game flow for the Chiefs is just taking the lead, and not looking back. Your foot on yeah. the throttle going. Yeah. Uh, the worst case scenario is mistakes that the team seems to make, self inflicted turnovers, slow starts, slow starts. It's like why <laughs> we got to be able to get out to a good start. I yes. think that is ultimately gonna maybe even decide this game like because like you said if we're down early this team is much harder to come back on yes than, than the teams we've played like you said the pin year back thing i mean and that's true oh yeah and it's not so much true as in oh obviously these guys get superpowers now that they can pin their ears back it's more so if we're down early Mahomes is going to want to hold the ball for an extra second to make that big play yeah and that's when the pass rush starts and, getting home and that's when we might see the Mahomes inexperience, you know, like, because he's going to want to, I mean, we're, we're a similar age as Mahomes. He's going to want to win this if game. You're, yeah, he's going to want to win more than anything. Yeah. You know, he knows it's a Super Bowl. We all know it's a Super Bowl. He's going to want to, oh, man, I'm down I'm down 10. Let's make this three real quick. Real quick. And then, and then he gets sacked, stripped, fumble. Something like that. You know, yeah. and so it's going to be. Very important for us to get up early. Very important. Or at least stay with them early. 
Just yeah. don't fall behind just, by double just digits. Just don't fall behind. Just just keep or, running your by, offense. By, yeah. You're down by three. I don't think he'll start forcing stuff. No. Which he might, though. Sometimes when the lights are on, Mahomes really wants to prove how good he is. Yeah. And he comes out rattled. He's not rattled in the sense of, oh, this moment's too big. He's in the sense of, man, I really want to make a really good play here. Yeah. This is this. Which I think, to his credit, we've seen a lot less this year than yeah, we did last we year. Yeah, we have. And it, and it was never a, like a show-off thing. It was a, man, I really want to help my team win this big game thing. Yeah. So I want to be great. Because – he knows he can make all the throws, yeah. and he knows in one throw he can be back in this game. Yes, he can. In one throw, he could also take us out of the game. Exactly, which he hasn't done a lot. Yeah. We're, we're acting yeah. like it's a normal thing. He's not Josh Allen trying to lateral with two minutes left. <laughs> Mahomes, he's way above. Mahomes that. is more like I'm just going to take this 25 yard run, break three tackles, almost and take fumble, it the but not zone. because I'm a god. Man. And then flex. And then flex. Dude, uh, the, if you watch the video of him afterwards, that's when you know you just did something awesome. It's his celebration was just walking straight face through a crowd of people, like patting him on the back and flexing in front of him. He showed no emotion, just no. stone cold, just walking through his teammates. With the flex. Just, just, and, it, and it was just like, man, that's business. I'd do that. Yeah, I'd do that. that that's was, just something I do. Um, another, getting the goosebumps thinking about it. Another thing this game is going to really boil down to is just how effective each team can be uh, late in the game. Because if the Niners start fast, or the, you know, we said it's important for us to start fast. It's also important for them to start fast. But I think it's, I would argue, it's much more important for the Niners to start fast. Yes, than us because we can because come back. we can come back. You're right. But late in the game. Pressure is also another real thing. We talked about momentum, and we talked about how just some sometimes things you can't quantify are, are real factors. And this is the Super Bowl, and we have to remember that these people are human. And the pressure of a close fourth quarter game is going to be huge. We can pretend like these guys are professionals and they won't feel it. They're gonna, and this is just another game. And it's not. But it's not. It's not. They're going to feel the pressure in the, in the fourth. If it's a close game, it's going to come down to who executes. And I sound a little like John Madden saying that. Well, whoever executes close <laughs> in a late game, and a, you know. But it's, it's, like it's very far out there in the backyard. Very real that we're going to have to be very composed and, and try to treat it like every other game yeah. because you really want to to when the in the fourth quarter where you make your money. Right. You know? And I'll piggyback on that and say I think one thing I, I think this game might come down to Jimmy G. It might. And it really we're might. gonna see if Jimmy G can go toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. And maybe he can or maybe he can't, you know, but but what is nice is that what's weird, I heard this the other day and I was like, what? It's Jimmy G's third Super Bowl. Yeah, it is. But, he's been there. Yeah, he's been there, he's but been the Super Bowl. he's never played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, so, at, at least, you know, we don't have that Tom Brady, not like we would play Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah, there's, but it, it isn't that, I mean, and I referenced Tom Brady again. Sorry, Tom. It, it's I'm, Super I'm Bowl season. Bring him but up all yeah, day. Yeah, he's, he's always there. But that's the thing. At least we're not playing that guy that's always there. And it, it seems like both these teams, outside of, obviously, Jimmy G and Richard Sherman, that this is new. Uh, Terrell I mean, Suggs for us, you know. Yeah, that he's the yeah. he's the guy that's been to the Super Bowl. But other than that, I that's mean, it. we're all new all to this new. whole thing. And and to to that point, our team is a little older, which is weird to say because we're one of the youngest teams in the league. But if you look at the 49ers contributors, it's like it's Sherman, and then it's it's Jimmy G, but then it's Kittle who's young, it's Debo who's a rookie, it's Nick Bosa who's a rookie, it's these first round picks across the board that are 24 to 26 years old, it's young linebacker. Like this their team is very young too. So 
it's I think we're for once we're like an older team, but we're we're used to not that because Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, those guys seem like they've been in the league forever, but they're still you know early or mid twenties. So yeah, we're both very young. They they're a little bit younger. We got some. Oh, I forgot. Stephen Wisniewski. He was with the Eagles last year in the Super Bowl. So we got two. We got there. We go. We got two some vets. Some vets on the team. Yeah, vets on the squad. And then of course Andy Reid's been to just one. Kyle Shanahan was the coordinator for the Falcons when they lost to the Patriots. Oof. So, they don't want. They don't want to. They don't want to remember that game. So uh, there's a lot of just still so much we could go into. Um, I do want to talk about Sherman versus Matthew and who you think is going to have the bigger impact. That's something we should we should yeah. probably get into because um, they're the unquestioned vocal leaders of the team. I yeah. Think. This is an easy one for me, and this might be partially because we're Chiefs homers, yes. but the the way the the role that Matthew has extends so much further than the passing game where Sherman doesn't have that reach. Yes. Matthew, I mean, the, the beauty of Tyron Matthew is he plays everywhere, and he's all over, and he's the honey badger, and he's a landlord, and he has a million names, and he plays awesome. He's so and, good. Where Richard Sherman... In the passing game, you know, he, he's only going to be on one person at a time, and we have so many weapons that I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't hear Sherman's name a lot. I wouldn't either. I agree but with that. But I would be very surprised if you don't hear if you don't hear Matthew's name 10 or 12 times. That's kind of a compliment to Sherman, though. Like, if you don't hear his name when you're a corner, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that means... But, uh, yeah, it is a good thing. But as far as perception goes, you're going to hear Matthew's name a lot because yeah. he's going to be involved in a lot more than just coverage. And Mahomes doesn't throw picks. That's just how it is. He's he gonna, doesn't throw postseason Mah- picks. Mahomes just confirmed through his and first so, postseason pick. Thanks, Brad. Uh, Thanks. No, it's fine. If he throws one in the Super Bowl, it'll be all right. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. overcome it. But I agree. I think Matthew is... Is going to have. I don't know if he'll have a bigger game. I think he'll have a louder game, if that makes sense. Should, yeah. I, like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matthew got his hands on an interception, yeah. a pass breakup, a fumble recovery, a three, sack, a sack, three big yeah. hits. Like, but Sherman might absolutely just shut down a Tyree part of the Kill field, or, and, but and you won't well, know about it. Sherman doesn't doesn't he doesn't uh, travel. He doesn't travel. I mean, he's still great. I, he's great, but I hate that they don't travel. I, I hate too. that. And like, it's like, not that he doesn't want to travel or he can't travel, but he can't really travel. That's why he doesn't want to travel. You don't know that. He might be able to travel. I'm a really big Sherman fan. I, I believe in the talent. Uh, they, they get in. Yeah, but they. it's like you don't bowl left-handed if you're right-handed. <laughs> you know, like that's what you know. You know right-handed. And so why would you do it left-handed? If you know you're not going to be as good at it, that's kind of where I think. Yeah, it's kind of like the Travis Kelsey thing to me. People say he's not a good blocker. But because we don't ask him to block, I'm sure Sherman can handle man coverage. Yeah. But why would you I, ask I, I him agree. if he's yeah. so good at zone? Like, yeah. That's it's probably closer to that. Which he's probably better at zone than man. And if he traveled, he'd probably be a little worse. I still think he'd be a top corner. But yeah. when you're better at something, that's what you should be doing. Well, it's talking about the ultimate chip on your shoulder. Yes. Sherman has got the ultimate, ultimate chip. chip on his shoulder. He's been disrespected in his mind every second of every day. And then he tears his ACL. Everyone's like, "Yep." Done. That's it. It was the Achilles, I think. I'm pretty sure it was an Achilles. You're right. Yeah. Achilles. And then, nope, oh, he's done. And then he was like, nope, I'm going to negotiate I'm, my own yeah. contract. And then I'm going to make Which it I, all, yeah. make an all pro, get a couple extra million. I'm going to throw that in your face. I'm going to be playing a Super Went Bowl. to Stanford. Forgot to mention that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, I graduated from this prestigious school. Like, he's a very, yeah. he's a very uh, loud guy. He's a very he, loud guy. He's, for me, all time interview skills. He's easy for me to root for, but for a lot of people, he's easy to hate. 
Yeah. I like that kind of player in the league. I like a loud. I like a Jalen Ramsey. I like a Richard Sherman. I like a, I like a Frank Clark, a Tyron Matthew. Yeah. I, like, I like vocal, well, fun and, guys. And, you know, I think we – to wrap this up with Kobe again, that's why we love Kobe. That's exactly why we love Kobe. Because Kobe – Knew he was better than you, and he was not afraid to tell you that. I was uh, I was watching a story of Kobe say when he was like eighteen or nineteen or whatever, and he was going against MJ for the first time, and his teammate um, looked at him and said, "Whatever you do, don't look him in the eye." And Kobe's like, "What?" And he's like, "If you look MJ in the eye, it's over. He's a killer. He's a absolutely monster." And then Kobe's like, "You don't look me in the eye." I'm that guy. You're, I'm gonna look him dead now because you don't look me in the eye, and that's that's the mentality that yeah, these two defenses you guys have. So I, the stuff I've been seeing on Kobe, and it it's it's just a classic. You don't know what you got till it's gone. It yeah. always is like that. It always, you know. Is. And and I know me personally. I was always a Kobe fan. Have been, you know. And and I knew I've watched videos on Kobe. You know, I I kind of knew he was this guy. But you start seeing videos. Yeah. You know, more of the deep cuts that. You either forgot about or whatever. He was he was an incredible, incredible person. Incredible competitor, incredible person outside of basketball. I mean, he said, you know, pe- people would would ask him, you know, why are you so busy now? You you had this incredible in a, or NBA career. Why are you? You know, he's like, if if my next twenty years aren't as good as my or aren't better than my last twenty years. Then I failed myself. Yes. You know, and, and it's like that's a great quote. That mentality is crazy. And he exuded and lived it. Like you can't argue that he that's how he lived and worked and played. Yeah. Because that's I, just who I he was. saw something. He has like legitimate Hall of Fame resumes with both numbers he played with. Yeah, it's insane. Like like it was something like he scored more points in both of his numbers individually than a couple Hall of Fame than, players. Than Hall of Fame players. Yeah. Than a lot of Hall of Fame players. It's like wow. Kobe Kobe was the man, dude. Uh, he was the man. I think I think that's all we got. We're last thing we do need to do, we need to just lock in predictions. I mean Yes sir. Obviously we can't go without predicting a Chief Super Bowl win. Uh, oh, I just, <laughs> it, you, you might as well just cancel the podcast you, if we predict a Chiefs you, loss here. You're gonna go forty ers blowout Trenton Till for thirty eight to seven. Just be the evil guy, Brett. It'll get us a bunch of clicks. Oh, how, okay. How about how about Chiefs win forty nine? That would be the salt on the wound, Chiefs right? Forty nine. Forty nine to seven. Nah, twenty four. You think forty nine to twenty four? I don't think we put up forty nine. I don't points. think we do either. But I love that. <laughs> I love the score forty nine on them. All right. I don't think we put forty nine. I'm going to go either, Chiefs though. in a close, not close game. It'll end up being close. It won't be like super. It won't be as. I don't think this Super Bowl is going to be as exciting as people think. Because everyone's salivating over the matchup, and we both kind of got to the point where a good start's going to go a long way. So it, this Super Bowl might be over early. We just don't know it, and it might be fun to watch. But I don't see a. Seven lead change, um, yeah. dominant like a, a just all time classic. I see one team getting the lead and one team keeping the lead. It could happen for both teams. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, 31 to 24, seven point win. Uh, you know, standard I love that flush. Score. 31, tw- score. 31, 24. Because the Niners aren't gonna get shut down. The the Chiefs are gonna be limited a little bit. I still think they get 28 to 31 points, and that's all she wrote. Big Red holds up the trophy. And we're that's all that that's it that that's, that's it. the story, man. That's it. That's how you end the DVD. Is Andy Reid triumphantly with a Lombardi in his hand and a burger in the other and a hand. burger in the other and a Tommy Bahama. That's and the Super Tommy Bowl Bahama. DVD. 
so yeah yeah that's it that's all we got for you this week um see look at us we get your podcast we're on spreaker we're on apple google um like i said check out casey kingdom i'm gonna have an article to like dive deeper into analytics as far as the matchups go we're definitely doing a, a super bowl recap show next week hopefully it's a happy one it, you know that's yeah. the hope regardless here's the thing she's fans we made it we made it we made it you know <laughs> like if we lose you know, we made it. I mean, we obviously don't want to loss, but so we'll hopefully talking happy next week. If not, we'll still go over what went wrong, what went right, and then we'll do a little season wrap up, and then we'll kind of have a clear schedule of what the podcast is going to look like going forward in the off season. Obviously, things are going to change a little bit, but that's all we got from me from the KC Kingdom podcast, and we'll see you in Miami. <laughs>